Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Overcoming anxiety. You know, the other day I was asked the question, how do I cope with anxiety, particularly at this time in our country's history as we're facing an epidemic uh, and we're facing some very difficult days of everybody being withheld and quarantined and kept to themselves with minimal socialization and so on. Well, that's a good question. How do I cope with anxiety? Well, thankfully, first of all, I was raised by parents who were not particularly nervous or anxious. My father more than my mother, actually. So I was faced, uh, or I was taught to face the fear, to deal with situations rather than just avoid them, to see them as something that you could conquer rather than something to be avoided, to be afraid of. So in other words, I had examples. I had encouragement. I had instruction. And I, in my own personal experiences over time, I've had a number of fearful situations that I've had to deal with, and I've dealt with them, and I've faced them. And as a result of facing your fears, you learn to face your fears. You learn to face future fears as you face current fears, and as you have faced past fears. So you learn, it's a learning process, and it's something that you develop as you move along in life. So if you are a fearful person, don't worry about it so much. Start facing your fears, start dealing with things, learning how to be less anxious, learning how to be more confrontive and more assertive and to deal with situations rather than to avoid. And over time, you'll become more of an expert at facing anxiety, overcoming anxiety and overcoming worry and things like that. There's a number of um, ideas that maybe I could just share with you as relative to facing your fears and dealing with anxieties and worries, not just at this time in life, but you know, at any time in life, whenever you have kind of an anxiety situation that you have to deal with. You know, when we become nervous, become anxious, we tend to go inward. We tend to isolate. We tend to uh, avoid people. We don't talk to people. We spend more time in a room, more time alone, more time in silence, more time in thought. And when we avoid situations, avoid our community, avoid our nation, or avoid our nature, or avoid our community, or avoid our friendships and our family, the more we avoid, the more we become nervous and anxious because we don't have ways to process it. We don't have ways to get a sense of reality and our worries begin to take over and we begin to believe our worries, we begin to believe our anxieties. So here's a kind of an idea. When you get nervous, go outward, think outward, act outward, behave outward. Go out into nature and see what nature really is. And the fact that maybe you can get some perspective just by looking at Nate. Go take a drive. Go to the mountains. Go to a lake. Go out to the countryside. Go look at nature. Get a perspective of the overall things. Your little anxiety, your little worry may be a small thing relative to the whole view of nature that you would get if you went out and took a look at nature. If you can't go anywhere, look at art. Art on the computer. Art on your walls. Go to an art museum. Go to an art gallery. Go to somebody's house that has a lot of paintings, a lot of art. Look at art. It could be drawing art, or it could be photography. Photography is art. People who take pictures, or you go take pictures, or go through some of the pictures you've taken in the past. In other words, get some kind of a perspective. Get outside of yourself. Get something outside of yourself to distract you and to focus your attention and focus your energies. But get out of this mode of internal thinking that is often so destructive and so hurtful and so depressing and obviously creating more worry and anxiety. Okay, so one is to externalize. Get out there. Look out there. Be out. Here's a second idea that you may want to give some thought. Think about the idea of maybe writing a journal. Write your thoughts down. 
kind of externalize them in that manner. Just write them out. Things that you're afraid of, things you're worried about, things you're concerned about. Make a list. If you have a journal, like a little booklet, I have one that I've written. A place to park your uh, experiences, a place to park your story. You can get that on my website. It's a journal for people who journal. And it helps them face many areas of their life, one of which is anxiety. So the idea here is, go ahead and journal. Write down stuff regarding this anxiety that you're feeling and thinking about and you know, afraid of at this point in time. What is it that you're afraid of? And then at the same time, contrast it with something with which you are happy or are thankful or grateful. You see, anxiety kind of takes away anxiety, takes away gratefulness, takes away thankfulness, narrows our thinking, it narrows our perspective. A journal, if you journal, if you write, bands your thinking. So think of stuff that you're grateful for and write that down as well. In other words, it's not all anxiety. It's not all worry. There's a lot of good stuff that goes on in your life and it has gone on in your life. Count your blessings. Count your experiences that have been favorable, helpful, encouraging, supportive, just giving you strength, internal strength. And here's another idea that you may want to consider. When you have anxiety and worry, you tend to isolate and just think of yourself and just worry about your own little situation, whatever that might be. And that needs that may need to have some thought and consideration. However, in the process of doing that, we often forget other people. We often forget that there are people around us that also have needs and worries to be addressed. There are, they have things that maybe go on in their life that maybe you could be of help to them. In other words, look around you. What are the needs of the people around you? What are the areas of experience that are going on in the lives of people around you? Reach out to them. Be an encouragement to somebody. Be of support to somebody. Be of help to somebody. Do something nice for somebody. Write email. Write a text. Make a telephone call. Do something. But connect with other people, particularly at a time when other people have difficulties and needs and need somebody just to give them a little boost in their life. Maybe you could be the person to give them a little boost, even though you don't feel like it. Even though you just have all the trouble of getting enough energy just to live for the day. Sometimes you generate more anxiety or, or you generate more encouragement. You, you generate more strength when you are helpful to somebody else. So that's another. Here's another one that you may want to give some thought. Make sure your thinking is correct. Make sure you're doing some good thinking, not negative thinking or bad thinking or stinking thinking as we sometimes refer to it. There's a thing in psychology known as cognitive distortion. It's the way you think. It's a distorted way you think. Or we call it irrational thought from the work of Albert Ellis many years back. The idea of overgeneralizing, saying that everything is going to go bad. Everything's going to go wrong. Well, some things might go bad and wrong, but not everything. That's overgeneralizing. Or you might just have this kind of all or nothing thinking. I can do it or I can't do it. I can solve it or I can't solve it. It's kind of like all or nothing, good or bad. And if you feel like you can't handle something, it's kind of like saying, well, then nothing can be handled or nothing good can come of it, from it. It's that idea of all or nothing thinking. Don't do that. Most of the things that we have in life come in gradations, come in parts and pieces and in steps and progressions. It's that idea of having a negative mental filter. Be careful of that. Where you see everything pessimistically. That's a negative filter. It's better to have a positive filter. See things optimistically, if you will. See, when you look at the world about you and you look at the things going on around you, it's easy to see how bad it is and how bad it's going to be and how worse it's going to be. But it's also to kind of have a look at it in terms of how much better it could be and maybe how much better it will eventually become. In other words, 
let your optimism come into play. Use your optimism a little bit. Counterbalance your negative thinking with a little optimistic you know, thinking. Somewhere in the middle is probably where the truth is. Truth is not in negativism, and maybe truth is not in all optimism. Maybe truth is somewhere in the middle. It's the truth that shall set you free, remember? So give some thought you know, to that you know, as well. And then some people do this. I've not done this ever, but some people do. They set a worry time. In other words, they set at noon. During their noon break, they're going to worry. That's the time they're going to worry. They're going to take their lunch hour, and they're going to go worry. You know, go get it something to eat, sit by yourself, and just count all the stuff that's going wrong and bad, and we'll be going worse and bad, and just worry. And when lunch is over, stop worrying. Put it aside, and you've done it. It's kind of like pigeonholing, or it's like putting it into a, a place to park it. You see, at a time in the day when you have lunch, park your worries there. And when you walk away, walk away without your worries. In other words, set a limit to the kind of time you're going to spend worrying. Sometimes that's what therapy is all about. It's kind of a place to go, and it's a time to go, and it's somebody to go to, and discuss your worries. And then when you're through with your therapy session at the end of the hour, leave the worries there, and you go out free. You go out much more relaxed. That's kind of what a therapy session is all about for many, many people. Sometimes it's for depression. They come and discuss their depression. And when they leave, they leave the depressing thoughts and ideas and experiences and fears. And you can do the same thing with anxiety. So use your therapist as a time. Or you may take a particular period of time and listen to some music. That could either promote you to have some anxiety or relieve some of the anxiety. But use that during the course of the day. It's a kind of time to reflect. It's a time to meditate. It's a time to get perspective on the things that create anxiety and create worry. So you see, there's lots of ways that you can deal with worry in your life, no matter what it's all about. It doesn't matter the worry. It's, it's how you process that worry and whether that worry is going to hang in there and just be part of your life or whether you're going to begin to overcome it, dispel it, and let it go its own course in life. Don't let any fear overcome you. You overcome the fear by facing your fear. Being assertive, speak out, take charge, do the things that will be helpful to you and that will resolve worry or anxiety even for the, just for the day or for the time. And then eventually it will take care of it, you know, for lengthier lengthier periods of time. That's the perspective I'd like you to have about worry and anxiety and overcoming this particular demon in your life which is associated with stinking thinking so reflect on your upbringing as well maybe you've had upbringing that was good they encouraged your parents or your grandparents or somebody encouraged you to overcome anxiety or to not worry about things when they would say don't worry about that don't worry about that don't worry well maybe that's good advice reflect on that but maybe you had parents that encouraged you to worry they worried and they worried and they worried and worried and worried and, worried and, worried and it made you a worrier as well dispel that. Just say to that kind of history, you're not going to go down that path. You're not going to live that kind of life. You're going to live above that in terms of your own worry behavior. Well, there you are. Nice to have you with me today. And the uh, Go to my website, www.booksbyhedberg. And um, a couple good books there. One on stress management, uh, living and achieving a healthy lifestyle in a world of stress. And a lot of good stuff in there regarding anxiety management. So I would certainly encourage you to pick up a book and pick up my book on that topic. And that would be helpful for you in the reading. Bye for now.